We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So many things going on on the weekends. You know, Matt and I, a lot of times on Fridays, we'll let you know what to do. And a great thing happening again this year at Keeney Park on, on Saturday. And it just, I love it. Just move. Move. Move it. Uh, and it's a lot more enjoyable. I'm trying, trying to be – maybe I'll give it more positive. Move. Come on. Let's move. Uh, it's a, There's a 5K. There's a walk run. It's a Keeney Park. There's a whole lot of other stuff going on, actually. And we want to welcome David Hopkins, president and CEO of the Urban League of Greater Hartford, to talk about it. Uh, David, how's the summer going? Summer's going well. I had a few a high school graduate, a middle school graduate, and a bunch of uh, you know baseball games. So it's been fun. Yeah, we like a little less rain, I guess, but um, uh, the baseball is good in the summer, and, and uh, I've been there. It's fun fun to watch the kids play. So tell us about what's happened this Saturday. Yeah, you know, I think you laid it out pretty well. We're excited about the second annual uh, Urban League of Greater Hartford Move 5K and Movement Festival in partnership with Pratt & Whitney and the Hartford Marathon Foundation. Uh, last year was a huge success, and we're we're happy to be bringing it back to the community right here in uh, in Hartford and Keeney Park, and uh, you know it'll be an, an opportunity for a lot of people to to see and experience some things that we do in the community locally, and 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 even enjoy uh, hopefully some great weather. Yeah, oh, fingers crossed. What made it, in your opinion, successful last year? Was it just the turnout, or the like? What what made you feel good enough to do it again? Yeah, it was just great energy, you know, something that was relatively organic and I think it was an I think it reflected what we wanted it to do, which was celebrate, you know, the ways that the black community, if you will, is active. You know, oftentimes we hear negative stereotypes about and and some of the you know, is is, is true in some respects as stereotypes go with, you know, obesity or you know, diabetes or high blood pressure and such. But we also know that members of the community are active. They walk to the bodega. They walk to their grandmother's house. They walk to the bus stop. And so, um, you know, they're active in sports. And so, you know, we wanted to make sure that we celebrated that, but also introduce um, formal racing to the community as well, because um, we know there's also a small segment of our population that does that. And so we, um, we, we wanted to do something that included things like uh, double dutch and line dancing and Zumba, you know, those kind of fun movement activities. And then, of course, the formal race uh, where we know there are parts of the community that are starting to do that as well. And so uh, it was just a lot of, you know, great energy around that and, and being out and being, uh, and being a part of the community. Yeah, I love the uh, the other ways that you're letting people do the movements, if you will, on Saturday between the double dutch and other stuff. But also, there's some community elements to the programming too. Like, what other stuff will will be on hand? I, I know, like for instance, like if you'll be doing some voter registration drives and stuff like that. Like, what what other elements of the event yeah. will be available? Absolutely. So I mean, so as you, I think you already picked up one. You know, the the play on the word is is movement, right? Because the the urban league 
really feels like it picked up where the civil rights movement left off and right. started the urban league movement in the you know mid to late 60s and that urban league movement is about economic empowerment where the civil rights movement is of course about racial justice and so um you know the the move and the play on the words is that you know there is wellness in the movement the movement includes five pillars education employment housing health and then, of course, the social justice aspect. And so we want to just continue to, to um, you know, I- integrate that wellness component and make it more pronounced in this particular event. So as you mentioned, we're going to have other things in place, of course, around wellness. We're going to have uh, COVID vaccines, of course, continue to be provided and information on that, voter registration. They're going to be uh, demonstrations of, of ways to eat healthy and, and uh, drink healthy. Um, there's going to be, um, uh, um, you know, vendors and exhibitors who uh, promote their wares or their small business. And so it's a, it's a, it's a, um, a smorgasbord, if you will, of of things to celebrate community. Yeah. I love it. It's great. It's, it's move. It's a 5k and movement festival. So there's a walk run. There's a whole bunch of things. There's jogging, biking, Zumba, uh, you know, football, line dancing, double Dutch, a whole bunch of stuff. Saturday morning, 9 a.m. at Keeney Park, which is a great spot to do it. And uh, wh- where can people go if they want to sign up or donate or get involved? Yep, so you can go to the Hartford Marathon Foundation's website. It's www.hartfordmarathon.com slash move with the Urban League. That's because, of course, they have a number of races, uh, and we're happy to be one of them. And so the race that we're, we're ours is referred to as move with the Urban League. So you go to their website, and you can register uh, you can register volunteers, be an exhibitor, and of course to run. And then there's also something new this year: the YP Games. Our young professionals auxiliary is having a little competition among groups who want to sign up and and compete in some of these uh, action stations, as we call them, and, and accumulate points to see who's the most fit young professionals around. So nice. Um, yeah, so it's, a, it's going to be a, a number of ways to get involved. And like you said, we have something for every. Um, age, every ability. You can walk, you can run, you can, like you said, dance, and uh, you can even just shake your shoulders to uh, to the music that's going to be played by the uh, by the DJ. Linda Reynolds will be there from 937, nice. so we're excited, yeah. Uh, we'll talk with David Hopkins, President and CEO of the Urban League of Hartford. You know, I always try to expand the conversation a little bit with you, and I, I, we're talking with Alex Putterman later this morning from Hirsch Media. I don't know if you read his pieces, but, you know, he wrote a, about youth sports and the disparity it's it's really sort of an urban suburban story, and there are so many angles to it. But basically, the disparity in athletics between you know sort of the haves and the have-nots, where the wealthier towns are totally outperforming at the house high school level, and we know about pay-to-play sports, and but the pay-to-play sports are gutting the town sports, and I even they give put forth some possible solutions, but a lot of them are sort of pie-in-the-sky type stuff. I mean, how, how do you view this issue and what we can do to make urban athletics for kids better? Hmm. Now, that's a, a great question. You know, we Actually, we started off the top of the um, conversation about my son who plays baseball, which is definitely one of those pay-to-play sports. Yeah. And, um, for and sure. He's in a, he's in a, he absolutely has to, happens to be a part of a team that's, that's um, organized in the city and um, – and targeting and promoting, you know, the sport of baseball uh, in the urban settings, particularly to the black community, so that we can continue to um, see that growth uh, among that population. But I think, you know, your question is is well, 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 well taken because, um, you know, I think 
when I grew up and most of us grew up, we had neighborhoods and we had, you know, really um, dense communities. And so, you know, you, you, you had access and opportunities to engage in sports and you, and you, and you did it with what you had, you know, and you would share gloves and you were, you know, baseball gloves and, you know, football was easy enough. You only needed one, 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 one piece of equipment. Right. But, um, but I think the thing that happens, particularly with organized sports, is around the, the the funding and resources for kids to do it the way it's done now, because so much of it is formal, and you've got these AAU programs and these seven on sevens that you got to pay to play and so forth. And so, I think it's just a matter of, as as in most cases, is um, you know, I think sharing the wealth. You know, to the degree that these things are monetized and there's profit margins available, somehow recognize that, you know, some of the, the, the best talent is not always um, going to have those resources. And to get to them, you might have to expand your program to um, to offer things. And we've seen it before. You know, I, my son even did back when he was younger um, a hockey program. And that's not quite, you know, traditional sport, so to speak, with the black community. But, you know, just figure out ways to um, – to take those resources that are gained and um, and and share them with the community. But the other thing to do is to support those to those programs that do provide the sports because they are still offered. You know, there's still city leagues and so forth, and they have limited resources and they might not have the best equipment. We see the same conversation with education and schools and the public school system, and even some jobs, right? So just how do we um, how do we do that? We just recognize that there are needs, and as a community, if we want to be as strong and the best that we can possibly be, we have to spread the wealth and share the wealth and create more opportunities for people. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, it's really important at the youth level because once you get to high school, it's, it's the gap can be too wide, and and you see in the results in these state tournaments and so on. But we'll be talking to Alex. You might want to listen in at 850. It's a really uh, – his pieces are at Hearst Media. He, he did some – possible solutions in today's paper as well hey listen david good luck this weekend this saturday 9 a.m at keeney park and if you want to have a good way to start your day it would be the perfect way to do it and as always we appreciate the time and as always we appreciate you brian thanks brother appreciate you. all right david hopkins president and ceo of the urban league of hartford again saturday 9 a.m there's a 5k there's a walk there's a run there's a whole bunch of stuff and if the weather if the weather's great it's just the, as as david said the energy is just just phenomenal we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com